sometimes I, I get a little weary You're listening to the Egypt Pentecostal Broadcast. We pray that something is said in song or message uh, that is a blessing to you. Our church times are 6 o'clock Sunday evening and 7 o'clock Wednesday night. Our motto is, if you're looking for a church, we're looking for you. May God bless you.
Jesus. Say, Lord, I want to be healed. My body's all full of sores. He said, Lord, I want to live. Then Jesus reached down and touched him. Sickness went away. Just like he healed that man, he can take your pain away. Because there's power. There's power. Matthew chapter 2, when you got it, say amen or hang on. I want to read the verse 3 scriptures and I'll skip around, so I'll try to read quick where you don't have to stand too long. The Bible said, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen this star in the east and are come to worship him. You to notice in verse 3. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Now go over, run your finger over to verse 13 in the same chapter. Chapter 2, verse 13. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeareth unto Joseph, appeareth to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother. And flee into Egypt, and be there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Now turn one more scripture, and I'll leave you alone. Chapter 4, Matthew, verse 1. This will be it. Then when Jesus was led up of the Spirit in the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Thank you for standing. <coughs> for reverence of the word of God. Now, um, I just praying about tonight's service and it seemed like just the Holy Ghost just quickened my heart to uh, preach to you tonight. I, I, prob- I, I promise you I won't hold you too long, but we'll get in here as long as we can go. The, um, I don't believe tonight that you could preach anything any better than Jesus, could you? You couldn't come up with any doctrine you wanted to, any standard, any conviction, any other. You couldn't read any other, any other thing in the Word of God and be more powerful than that precious name of Jesus and preaching Jesus. Now, I've seen some people get bored with it. I preached about the Lord and they'll be clipping their fingernails. I have. I had one woman sitting right here on the front pew, me preaching as hard as I could about breaking a rib, getting in as much as I could, and here she was a clipping fingernails. Yeah, man. Yeah, hallelujah. She was a throwing them done like she, confetti. I'm telling you, it was about that long. I looked right at them. I'm telling you, she was a going at it. Then she left them in the floor for me to clean. That's all right, too. <clears throat> but I don't think you can, you can preach anything any better than the Lord and Jesus Christ. Could you? 
But I want to show you something here in these two scriptures. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, the Bible said that there came wise men from Jerusalem saying, where is this king? And Herod heard all these things and was troubled. How many knows tonight, anytime the devil hears good things, it always troubles him. Because where good is, what? Evil is always present. And the Bible said that Herod heard these things and he was troubled. Got a little jealous, got a little something in his heart that he was the only king, but they spoke of another king. There was joy in this name called Jesus. They wanted to find this man. And, and you know how the devil is, just like he worked through Herod. He privately called his wise men together and said, Man, go seek this young child where I can come and worship him also. I'd like to bring gifts and lay it. Hey, the devil a good liar. Amen. Can I hear amen? <clears throat> the Bible said he called them privately and, and, and wanted to go and worship him. But uh, we know that this was a lie. We know it was a work of the devil. We know that the only thing that in his mind and in his uh, 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 emotions and in his things that he really wanted to do, and that was to kill the baby, to get rid of the king at that time because he felt like he was the only one. So the devil tried to stir up a plan or to uh, 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 propose a plan to the wise men. That, that they would come back and show him and tell him where this king was. But in verse 13 we find here that when they departed the angel of the Lord, Lord I feel the Holy Ghost here, appeared unto them amen, and to Joseph in a dream and told him to arise, take your wife and that baby and flee unto Egypt until you hear word that heard is dead. How many of those tonight that every plan of the devil and Never plan of the enemy. God's always got an alternative. Can I hear amen? I don't care what he works up. I don't care what he plans, Sister Mamie. I don't care what he says. I don't care what kind of ideas or, 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 or schemes that he tries to pull, Brother Junior. But there's one thing about it tonight. Amen. Right here in Egypt, there ain't a thing the devil can come up with or try to scheme or try to put together that God of heaven don't know about uh, and the Lord cannot stop. Uh, can I hear an amen? Uh, they ain't a plan uh, in hell uh, that heaven can't stop. Uh, they ain't a devil big enough uh, that God uh, ain't got power over. Can I hear an amen? <coughs> Whew, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost here. Then we find in verse chapter 4 and verse 1 where Jesus was led up to the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. You may have never noticed this before, but I felt like the Lord really spoke to my heart to preach to somebody tonight. The battle before the blessing. The battle before the blessing. Hilo I'm a feeling the Holy Ghost here tonight. The battle before the blessing. In these two scriptures, these two parts in the Word of God, we find almost a 30-some year difference between chapter 2 and chapter 4. Because we know when Jesus was uh, uh, went up to the wilderness, he was about 30-year-old, according to commentators. And he preached three and a half years on this earth, preaching and telling the good news. So he was up about 30 years. So from chapter 2 to chapter 4, we've got a 30-year basis here, kind of a time period. There was two places. I want to show you something here. You may have noticed this, and that's fine if you have 
them. If you haven't, amen, I, I hope I can help you tonight. There was two places where the devil tried to stop the Lord. It was at his birth. And hear me right here in chapter 4. Do you know why he was led up into the wilderness? Anybody know? That was to prepare him for what God had in store for him. Y'all help me here. That was his preparation time. That was his secluded time at him and the Lord. And the Lord was getting ready to start one of the greatest revivals that men had ever read of or heard of. When he come out of that wilderness and stepped on that sand and that shoe leather and barefooted, however he was, that was going to be the greatest fire that's ever hit this earth. But hear me. The reason he was tempted of the devil, because he knew that he could get Jesus all alone up there in the woods. If he could get him all by himself and he could destroy him. Come on now, hear me. The devil tried to stop his purpose. He tried to stop his mission. He tried to stop his victory. He tried to stop his achievements and tried to stop his plan that God had laid out for him. He knew if he could, if he, if he tried real hard to kill him as a baby, he wouldn't have to worry about nothing from here on out. And he tried, come on now, help me here tonight. But he tried again in the wilderness to try to seclude him and put him in the woods and try to tempt him to try to destroy what God was getting ready to do. What are you saying, Brother Hicknight? I'm saying there's always a battle before the blessing. Can I hear it? Amen. Amen. Because the devil knew if that baby growed up, hallelujah, in about 30 years, he was going to be a preacher. And he knew if he could stop him then, or if he could stop him in the hills or in the wilderness, he could stop everything that was going on. God had planned, but I got news for the devil. Amen. He didn't, and he can't, and never will. Can I hear it? Amen. <clears throat> Tried to stop him two times. I want to show you something here. I'm just going to bring it right on down here to Egypt style in our life. There's two times. That you can say that the devil will really try to stop a Christian. There's more. Don't get me wrong. But there's two times. And this is the two times I feel like preaching tonight. It's just like Jesus. The devil in all of hell gives everything they got. Come here, Tyler. You're skinnier than me. Kneel right down there. Get down there and pray. Hold your head over. I ain't going to do nothing to you. He looked at me like, oh my God, what's he going to do? You know when the devil fights the hardest? Just raise your hands. Just, just raise your head and your hands. Now I'm just, we're just pretending, okay? Say, I want you to repeat after me. Thank God. Thank God. I got saved. I got saved. Do you know what a new Christian is? It's a babe in Christ. Am I correct? When does the devil fight the hardest? When you first get saved. Am I telling the truth? Because man, old Tyler prayed through. Woo, he's not over here shouting, messing his hair up. 
Well, maybe not. We've got hairpins living everywhere. Glasses slung off. Sweat dripping down our face. He's rugged. He's lost a couple of buttons. He's wrinkled. He's rolling the floor all night. We've had a Holy Ghost time. Now walk with me. Everybody shook his hand. Shake his hand. Say congratulations. We're happy for you. Shake his hand. Say me glad he got saved. Boy, what's some encouragement you get here? Yeah, tell him things. Get over there to Doris. Tell her you love her. Doris, tell him you love him. Everybody's congratulating him. Look what a smile. Like a coon in the corn patch. Amen. Everybody's congratulating him. Guess what? Back here's the preacher. It's the last man. Come here. Man, I'm so happy for you tonight, Tyler. Man, I'm so glad you. The old preacher hugs him before he goes out the door. Then Tyler goes out the door. Still with a smile on his face. Going out the door. But soon as he hits that concrete, Chris Cunningham, guess what happens? When he's walking to the car and the handshake quit and the little pats on the back quit, the smile kind of kind of leaves your face just a little bit. When the devil goes to saying, you didn't get saved. Come on in here, Tyler. I don't know where in the world he went. Shut the door. When your feet hit that concrete, the devil starts working immediately. Tries to destroy that little babe. Tries to convince you that you didn't get saved. Can I hear amen? Tries to convince you that everything there at that altar was fake. That you really didn't feel nothing. That you really didn't feel that big lump in your throat and your heart beating about 180 mile an hour. That really wasn't real what that preacher was saying to you. Amen. The devil tries his best to stop that new Christian. To stop that little baby. Just like he did Jesus. He tried to kill him. And he tried to find him, uh, try to destroy that little babe. Uh, amen. Come here. Uh, because he knew, uh, just like little Tyler, uh, amen. If I can stop him now, uh, he'll never be nothing later. Uh, can I hear an amen? Uh, and the devil wreaks havoc uh, on a new Christian uh, and tells him uh, there ain't nothing to it. Uh, it's too hard. You can't live it. Uh, but the devil is a liar. Can I hear an amen? Todd Hignine, he knew if he could stop old Junior Morgan when he got up from that altar, if he could kill that little babe in Christ, if he could stop him then, amen, come on now, it may stop his purpose, amen, if he could have stopped me then, wouldn't have been preaching here tonight but thank God by the grace and the hand of God he's kept me and he's protected me and I'm still safe tonight so have we got any new Christians in the house has he been saved a week two weeks, three weeks, four weeks or a month anybody, two months six months You've been saved six months? Anybody any less than that? A year, two years, three years, four years. <coughs> Come on now. Six months is all you've been saved. November. November. Somebody count that. Eight months. eight months. 
Does the devil still try to tell you didn't get saved? Tell me that. Yes, he does. <laughs> I've been saved 20-some years, and he still tries to convince me. But I'm just so hard-headed. Hey, Amen. I just let it go here and out here because I know what I felt that old altar. And I knew that the Lord had really touched me. I want to encourage you tonight. Don't you ever doubt him and your salvation. And don't you ever let the devil try to stop you. Amen. Because, friend, if he can stop your purpose, he can stop your achievements, he can stop your calling, he'll kill you and slay you and destroy you. Well, let's move on. A few years got under a belt. We got the Holy Ghost. Man, I'm telling you what. Prayed and got through. Sanctified. Got the Holy Ghost. We're on fire for the Lord. God starts dealing with us. And we hit a battle. Just right out of nowhere. Have you ever had them right out of nowhere? You hit this kind of this slump. And you, you know, the devil can't tell you no more that you didn't get saved because you, you already know that. You already know you're saved, so you don't listen to that no more. But how I many knows the devil don't quit at that? <laughs> I'm sure there's other times between chapter 2 and chapter 4 that while this young man was growing up, Jesus, as we know, I'll guarantee you had teenager trouble, just like any teenager. You was all teenagers, and you had trouble too. Temptations and problems. Then he gets up to his 20s, and now he's 30-year-old, and he's trying to stop his purpose because he couldn't stop him then. And he was preaching in the temple at 12. And from 12 to 30, Really don't tell where his life was, but I'm sure the devil didn't leave him alone. Then he gets mid-age and he's kind of matured. And the devil takes him to a wilderness. Takes him to a place where he's all alone. No preacher. No husband, wife. No good old saint. Facebook won't help you. Texting won't help you or calling won't help you. Have you ever been in them places where you just kind of been in a wilderness and you didn't feel like the Lord was around? I'll raise my hand. That's okay. I don't care a bit to admit it to you. And he tries at them times to try to destroy your purpose and the calling that God's placed in your life. Now, you may, you may fall out with me, and you may never ask me back, but I feel like every man and woman, boy or girl, sinner or saint, has got some type of talent or gift, Brother Junior, that God's placed in their life to do for the kingdom of God. You can't make me doubt it. I don't care if you beat me with a stick. You'll never make me doubt it. God didn't make you or create you to be nothing. He's put something in you. Hallelujah. Can I hear amen? Amen. 
We can't all be preachers. We can't all be Sunday school teachers or singers. Amen. Or guitar pickers. Amen. Or whatever. I, I, I don't know what all we could be. But I'll guarantee you, friend. Uh, amen. As sure as you're sitting on them pretty purple pews tonight. Uh, or maroon pews. God has got a purpose uh, and a calling. Uh, amen. And a plan for your life. Uh, and if the devil can, uh, he'll take you uh, and put you in seclusion. Uh, he'll take you to the wilderness uh, and try to strip you of everything. Uh, he'll try to take uh, the smile right off of your face. Uh, he'll try to take the joy right out of your heart. Uh, he'll try to strip you right down to nothing. Oh, Holy Ghost, help me here tonight, Lord. I'm a feeling a burden in my heart tonight. <laughs> if he can get that trust, if he can strip you of that trust, <laughs> and I understand. In this day and hour, you can't hardly trust nobody. Can you? Sometimes not even your own family. Yeah. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about an inner trust that the devil will strip from you and make you feel like you can't trust not even a man or woman of God. Absolutely just strip you of everything. Your victory, your power, that joy, that excitement. He'll try to strip you of every inner being and feeling and emotion you have. Come on now. When he took him up to the wilderness, he tempted him with bread. Amen. Because he knew he was hungry. Come on now. Hear me. And he tempted him with the things of the world because he knew he was able to call down the legion of angels to correct. Amen. To protect him. Amen. Come on now. Hear me. And he promised him everything. Amen. He showed him everything that the world had to offer. Amen. But my friend, I'm telling you, there was something down inside of this man. Amen. He knew without a shadow of a doubt there was something else that he didn't it didn't matter what the devil threw. It didn't matter what the devil put me in or the predicament he placed me in. That God has a purpose and a calling for my life. Can I hear amen? We are tempted not in order to be ruined, but in order to be made strong. The problem we have is men and women of God that we let yesterday's battles sometimes ruin today's blessings because we live in a negative world friend can I hear amen have you ever felt good and a smile off on your face and maybe just felt good about the day and you ever woke up one of them mornings and the coffee tasted good donut was good you went back for two or three more you ever had them days Ooh, I'm about to get in already thinking about it during the time we don't pass Krispy Kremes we don't get two dozen because we know in the morning we're wanting some too <laughs> that first dozen gone that night 
But that morning you wake up and everything's good. You feel joy in your heart, man. You just, you feel like facing the day. Then all of a sudden the old devil brings back yesterday. And you try to block it out of your mind. But he brings back yesterday's battles. And he tries to deter you down with what happened yesterday or what happened six months ago or what happened a year ago or I'll never get out of this. And that smile turns into a friend and that donut don't taste that good. And you just go ahead and pour your coffee out. Come on now, hear me. I'm just about done preaching. Hey, I ought to tell you something tonight. If I didn't do nothing but come to Egypt and to encourage somebody tonight and to tell you it ain't nothing but a battle before the blessing. Listen, can I hear it, amen? Hallelujah. Because when he come out of the wilderness, he was greater than he ever was and powerful than he ever was. You've always got to remember, he'll never leave you in the valley. And if you are in the valley, there's two mountaintops to every valley. Amen. Come on now. Amen. God didn't just strip Job of everything, but he blessed him double for his trouble. And God always blesses double and gives back what the devil destroyed. This is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter. This is my beloved children. And who I am well pleased. Oh, wouldn't you like to hear that? Wouldn't you like to get that blessing? To get the Father's approval that you come out with your head still up. You may be a little weak. You may still be a little scarred. But you come out and you got the victory. Come on. I said you come out with your head lifted and your arms so to heaven. Praising God.